evening, and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita, and today is Thursday, April the 22nd, 2021. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life, and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things connected to you. It's around 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in the city of Indianapolis, Midwest uh, part of the country. And um, I'm just excited to be on with you this morning. I had an early meeting, um, which I had to do from my house, and then I had to rush out to get to another in-person meeting. And as always, I don't want to let a day go by if it is within my power to just get on and share the love of Christ, the love of God. Can I honestly say every day I feel like it? No, I don't. Can I honestly say that every day um, I know or have an inkling to uh, what it is we're going to talk about or what is whatever, uh, how the Holy Spirit leads? No, I don't. Um, but I'm committed to doing the work of the Lord, whatever he has me to do. There does become a point or there should become a point in all of our lives where we really surrender our will for his will, where we really say, God, it's not about what I want as much as it is about what you want for me. Everyone under the sound of my voice has a has a plan and a purpose for your life. And the fact that we're still here means that we're not done fulfilling what it is that God would have us to do in the earth. I know we want to rest. I know we want to relax. And God gives us seasons of that. And you very well may be in your season of rest and relaxation. Um, You know, but one of the things that we know about the Lord, just from reading the Word, there is a season for everything. And so one of the things that I want to encourage you on this morning is to enjoy the season that you're in. Don't rush anything because you don't know what God is doing in you and through you in this season. And you might feel like, you know, maybe that it's just a busy, busy time for you because maybe you have small children. Maybe you're, you know, you're in school and you're in school and you work a full job and, you you know, you've got a family at home or, or whatever it is. Or maybe you're single and you desire to be married or maybe you're married and you're going through some things in your marriage. Whatever season that you find yourself in, can I tell you to delight yourself in the Lord? Delight yourself in the Lord. Because we all have trials and tribulations and disappointments. Things don't always work out the way that we thought they would, the way that we planned. Um, But nonetheless, we know that God is a good God. Nonetheless, we know that God has a good God. And he does not just want our praise when things are going well, but he wants our praise when we're going through. He wants our heart. See, the the test of a man's character is not how he acts. It's not about how he praises God when everything is going well in his his life, when he's got a pocket full of money and 
you know, he or she can have anybody and everything that they want, and they're riding good, and they're looking good, and, you know, they, they've got that lifestyle, you know, that maybe you might be looking at and saying, man, I wish that was me. The true character of a man is to know that when he goes through, you have an opportunity to see how he goes through. Or while he's going through, you don't even know he's going through. Not because he's secretive or because he or she is prideful. It's because they realize that God is their rock, that God is their salvation, that God is their shepherd. I am not ashamed to say many a night, Many a night I've cried myself to sleep. Many a night I have reflected on some things in my life and I have uh, wished they would have turned out differently. You know, many a night I've asked God, you know, how did I get here? You know, and I'm just being real this morning because sometimes you can go through and feel like you're going through by yourself. Because you might be listening to people and it seems like they never, you know, have any problems or they never seem to go through anything and they, you know, no, it's not that. Could it be? Could it be that in that in that quiet time, you know, they choose to give it to God? Could it be in that quiet time they have found a resting place in him? You know, people turn to social media, people turn to, you know, uh, drugs, people turn to alcohol, people turn to their jobs, people turn to sex, people turn to foolish things. It's like when people turn to those things when they're going through, we understand. You know, we'll say, oh, man, you know, he, he or she got out there when, you know, this happened in their life. We'll understand that, but yet when people turn to God, you know, sometimes we question their motive. I want to encourage somebody on today that if you are going through anything, I don't care what it is, if it's a big deal to you, it's a big deal to God. If it bothers you, if it's on your mind, then God is thinking about it because the word of God says, who art man that thou art mindful of him? So whatever it is that is concerning you, God said according to his word that he would perfect those things concerning you. So guess what? Your children may be grown, but if they are concerning you, guess what? God is already working it out. God is already working it out. If people are mistreating you and, and doing things that you know are not right and it's weighing on you and you don't understand why they don't like you or why they're talking about you and, and it bothers you and you turn that over to God, guess what? God is working it out. If somebody has, has taken something from you or laughed at you or you know, just done some things that you and you and I know by any any type of measurement is not right, according to the word of God. Know that God is working it out. How do I know that? Because the Bible says that he would contend with those who contend with you. I didn't say
battles. You don't have to prove anything to anybody when the Lord is on your side. I am a living witness. And it is okay to be a Christian and have a therapist. It is okay to be a Christian and have good and bad days emotionally. It is okay. You know, during the 90-day Bible challenge that I'm in, that's one of the things that he talked about. He talked about when you read the Psalms, um, he talked about the range of emotions that you see. Like one Psalm is all about, you know, uh, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, and then, you know, there may be a next psalm that's like, help me, oh, Lord, don't don't let me fall. You know, why aren't you answering my prayer? One thing that I know for sure, and I will shout it from the mountaintop, you can be real with God, and he can take your realness. You can be real with God, and you can tell him where you missed it. You can be real with God and can tell him where you're still struggling. You can be real with God and tell him really how you feel when people get on your nerves, when you want to go beat somebody up, when you want to curse somebody out, when you want to, you know, hurt somebody. You can be real with God because if you continue to be real with God, he will continue to be real with you. And what I mean is he will show up in your life and he will perform heart surgery because if we don't ever admit what's going on with us, how we really feel about people and situations and things that are uh, affecting us, then God can't deal with it. Here's another analogy for you. When you go to the doctor and, um, you're experiencing pain in your stomach. The doctor can't see that just a, a normal, you know, uh, self-examination. The doctor can't see that. He doesn't know, you know, you coming in, and if you keep t- telling the doctor everything's fine, I'm, I'm, I'm great, doc. I'm great. Everything is fine. But yet, you still got stomach pain. And if you're, you know, talking to your friend, they're like, how you doing? You know, you went to the doctor. Oh, yeah, everything is good. I'm great. The doctor cannot help you and begin to get to your stomach problem if you don't confess it with your mouth what's going on. The Bible says confess your sins one to another. Find somebody that you can trust. Where you can just honestly say, you know what, I I missed it. I lost it. I went off on those people. I was wrong. Get yourself an accountability uh, partner that can hold you accountable for when you miss it. Notice I didn't say if you miss it. I said when you miss it because we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. It's inevitable. (laughs) It's inevitable that today... Somehow during today, you're going to see it in some type of way. It's inevitable, whether it's a thought, whether it's a deed, whether it's intentional, unintentional, where it's subconscious or conscious, you're going to do something that is a sin. That's why we live a lifestyle of repentance. It's not just the big sins. You know, it's living that lifestyle of repentance. 
repentance. The man of God said on yesterday that worship is a lifestyle. How you move in the earth, you represent God in everything you do and everything that you say. And one of the things that I have made a commitment to throughout these last few years of my life, God, I want my life to be pleasing in your sight. Doesn't matter to me what people think. I want my life to be pleasing in your sight. Because nobody else has a heaven or hell to put me in. But at the same time that I want my life to be pleasing in his sight, I'm also aware that I have my children watching me. They're watching how I live my life. They're watching my company, the company I keep. They're watching who I say my friends are and what they're about when they come around my children. They're watching what I say I'm going to do and if I follow through. See, my first witness is not to man. My first witness is to my household. That's my first witness. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what people what people say about you who don't live with you, who don't sleep with you, who don't eat with you. It doesn't really matter too much what they say. It matters how you treat the people closest to you. Why do you think God says go into your prayer closet? Because that's private prayer. Because what you do in private, that's what God rewards openly. How you treat people in your household is how God rewards you openly. I will never, ever in my heart understand people who are quick to run out here and do everything for everybody else, but won't do anything for the people that are closest to them. And I see it all the time. Now, I don't know, this wasn't where I was going, but I just, sometimes, you know what, I just get in here and let the Holy Spirit speak. We have to know that our life is not our own. We were bought with a price. Don't let it be said that Jesus wasted his life on you. That time after time and opportunity after opportunity that he gave you to do something great in the earth for his glory. Not so that your name can shine. I don't ever have to get any credit for anything that I do. I don't want any credit. In fact, I'd rather not have it because I understand that I'm not seeking man's reward. Been there, done that. I'm not seeking man's reward. Man is too fickle for me. Man is too fickle for me. And some people could say I'm too fickle for them. I try not to be. You know, I try to be the person what you see is what you get. And I think I've, I've, I really believe pretty much consistently I've not changed. Um, and if I have changed, I've changed for the better. And I want to encourage you all that if people say you've changed, let it be from their mouth 
to your ears that you've changed for the better, that you've taken the necessary steps to change for the better. I had a conversation with someone a couple of days ago, and I'm going to share this, and then I'm going to to get off here. Um, And the conversation that I had with the person um, was, you know, just about, you know, we make mistakes. Like, everybody makes mistakes. So, you know, in Christ there is no condemnation, and I sincerely mean that. In Christ there is no condemnation. But once you've confessed your sin and you've owned up to that mistake and you truly desire, hear me clearly, you truly desire to no longer make that mistake again, what guardrails, what guard posts are you going to put around yourself that will increase your chances of not doing that sin again. Notice I said increase your chances because you still could fall off because once we've opened ourselves up to sin, it's hard to get out of it. Sin is so easy to get into. I'm a witness. Sin is one of the easiest things to get into and one of the hardest things to get out of. Don't you know the enemy designed it that way? The enemy designed it that way. He designed sin to be easy for us to get into. He designed for sin to just kind of happen, right? If I if I'm not a drinker or whatever and I'm out and you know, all my friends are drinking. It's like, come on, take a little drink. Oh, no. Come on, take a little drink. Oh, no. Come on. Okay, I will. And then, you know, years down the road, because of that one drink, it was easy. Everybody else was doing it. But then what do you do to come out of that? Yes, we pray to God, definitely. And God will help us. He will. But what are we doing in the meantime? to help ourselves. What are we doing in the meantime as God still does that work in us? Because usually if God allows us or we've made that decision, then God is going to use that, whatever it was, to birth something great out of us. Because God doesn't waste anything. He doesn't waste anything. And he's always always showing us who he is in our lives, always. So I say to you, again, on today, be encouraged. If you find yourself in a place of of, um, repeated sin and you're not quite sure how to get out of it, I want you to know that God is a deliverer. A lot of times the sins that we get into, we can't get out on our own. Yeah, we made some choices to get in them. But even the devil doesn't force us to do anything. He tempts us. He, temp- he tempts us, he, you know, into situations. But he doesn't force us. No more than God forces us. The enemy doesn't force us to do anything. If we did, the Bible says that a man... Is only drawn out of his own lust. 
So whatever sin that we find ourselves in, somehow deep down, that's probably something we wanted to do or thought about doing before it even happened. That's why we have to protect our thought life. We can't watch everything. We can't talk about everything. We can't, um, you know, participate and watch TikTok videos because you have to you have to also guard your eye gate and your ear gate. And you can't feed yourself that every day. What you feed is what you become. You feed yourself spirit, then you start walking in the spirit. You feed yourself flesh, you start walking more in the flesh. You become what it is you eat on. You own uh, text messages with groups of folks and they, you know, they doing stuff and saying stuff that's inappropriate. If you're on that more than you're on uh, text messages with people and y'all talking about, you know, hey, here's a video, here's a song, you know, it'll feed your spirit, da 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 What you feed yourself is what you become. I'm not talking about becoming spirit, so spiritually minded that you're no earthly good. I'm talking about balance, healthy balance. There are some people, and then I'm getting ready to go, but I'm going to stop right here. There are some people who won't even, they won't eat anything that is unhealthy, anything, nothing, no cake, no sugar, no nothing. And I believe that every, you know, and I'm, you know, I might be wrong, but I'm still like, I believe that every now and then if you want a piece of cake, you should be able to have a piece of cake. Being healthy should not totally separate you from, you know, being able to go out and have a piece of cake. And I am of the same belief when it comes to this spiritual walk. Being being a spiritual being does not mean that you have to totally stay away from people because it is your life. They won't meet Jesus, but they'll meet you. They'll meet Jesus, of course, when it's time, but you know what I'm saying. But they will meet you. They will encounter you. And so if you totally take yourself away from people who need to see God through you, it's hard to be a disciple in that way. But you have to know that when you walk in the room, things should change because you're there. If, if things stay the same or things get worse, it's time to step back and just ask God, God, where am I? I didn't say ask me. I didn't say ask other people. Ask God. I love you all. Have an awesome day. I enjoyed talking with you today. So yesterday was a word of encouragement. Today we just talking. Tomorrow we'll get back in the word. Love you all. Have an awesome day. And know this, we're always in the word. And I got to do better at knowing my addresses. But no, I'm never going to even talk to you without giving you the word. Because the word of God is life and it is truth. We have to have it. That's how we live. That's how we move. That is our very being. Love you all. Be blessed. Bye-bye.